Hey, the Baby Fur Podcast is an 18 plus podcast. We talk about adult topics such as diapers and communities and getting out there. So, do not listen if if you're under 18. And if you're listening to this with like kids around, I don't know why you would be, but probably switch to a different podcast. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Baby Fur Podcast. My name is Fluffy Nate. And I am Spelly. That's right. It's us, Fluffy Nate and Spelly. It's the first first episode. First wow. episode. We did you it. Know, uh, uh, you know we they... can cut it. We can just done. Cut. We're ready. <laughs> We've done it. We've made it. Uh, That's it. That's subscribe it. to our Patreon. Roll it to... Yeah, roll... roll uh, what is it? Yeah, send it to the press. Let's go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Ten out of 10. Well, you know, I think we're probably just gonna have to call this episode pilot. You know why they call uh, it pilot, right? Uh, because you have to get food somehow, and the plane comes into the mouth. Um. Oh man, you got me there. I. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna do the dad joke, and you know, it's they they call it a pilot because the first episode is uh, a pilot because it's the first thing it's it helps you get into the air. Wow. Yeah. Man. That's great. Yeah, but why do that when you can get uppies? Oh, that's that's so fair. That's that's so true. Yeah. I, that's the goal, that's the dream. So Really, this is all just a long con to get the most uppies. Yeah, obviously. Uh if anyone out there really strong, we we need uppies. All right, we've set the tone for this thing. Uh, yeah, evidently. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> it's just two people, uh, two people who pretend to be animals that are babies online. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is kind of where we are, because uh, that is the point of the podcast. Uh, we are in a community known as the Baby Fur Community. We all know this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we're going to do some simple definitions for people who, I don't know, maybe new to the fandom, stumbled onto the podcast, and might be a little bit of completionists and decide to go to episode one for some reason. So. I mean, don't uh, you? Uh, sometimes. It depends on the podcast. <laughs> because if it's going to be like like we're hoping to build with this, there's no reason. All right, You can start at whatever episode you want. It's just going to be a communication, discussion, and dialogue. Which is kind of the goal, right? The idea is that we kind of want to get who we are out there and just talk about topics that we find interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, But for the first episode, we decided we should probably start with the idea of uh, what is ABDL? Yes, the magical acronym. Yes, the magical acronym of what will define our lives because apparently you're stuck with it when you start well yeah you, you uh, depending on who you ask you, you can't either, use that word you can't use what? that word. Depending, <laughs> you can't, can't. Use depend yeah no that's We're the saying. actual challenge of the whole podcast you can't don't use depend <laughs> challenge 2021 yeah um so that really it god this is harder than i thought um it always is the simplest definitions are always the hard ones man but the thing about ABDL is you can't really define baby fur without for whenever anyone asks me what a baby fur is, 
I always like to just say it's a furry ABDL. And then, of course, the question is, what's ABDL? And then the person who is very, very literal will go, adult baby diaper lover. And then we have to go to the hall and like, why, why, like, what? <laughs> That's, that, that is, that is a definition. That is, why are you ABDL? Why ABDL? That is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, no. Uh, it's entirely dependent on who you are. It is, it is a whole thing in itself, which will be a very cool episode down the line, hopefully. But for the semblance, uh, adult baby diaper lover is what ABDL stands for. Yes. It is a sort of spectrum, you will, of a select group of people who share what is known as kink, I think we can say. I think that's the general term. There's some people who don't really find sexual pleasure in it. There's a lot of people who do. A yes. It, it's a kink. So I, I would say it ranges from a play style, a kink style, or in some cases ranges all the way to an alternative lifestyle. Uh, I actually have the definition of ABDL pulled up in Urban Dictionary if you'd like me to read that. Sure. Uh, can we not use the joke ones that are probably too disgusting? No, this is this is apparently the this is um pretty cut and dry. ABDL, adult baby slash diaper lover, a fetish among some adults who role play as a baby wearing diapers. The degree of the fetish may extend anywhere from wearing diapers to wedding and being seen slash exposed in them. So, I I feel like that's pretty basic definition. Although that's, I don't I don't necessarily like the exposition part, but that's just me. I mean, I think all very strong definitions are going to be. Not that. I'm actually really impressed that the site that I first went into to explain this isn't on the first page of Google anymore. Is it ADISC? Uh, I think it was. Uh, is it, yeah, ADI, ADISC, the Adult Diaper Incontinence Support Community. Um, that's a very big, uh, it used to be a very big forum in the community. I, I don't know about how big it is now. Many people don't really use forums anymore. It's all about social media. Uh, oh no, it's not Odisk actually. Oh god, what? I have to remember. It, it was the the first thing I found was uh, actually a very a very big site, uh, a very descriptive site of what exactly it was. It was a lo a very large definition. I don't think it was on ADIS because it wasn't a form board actually. Was it like a was it like a DSM? Like a like a DOM sub is it that is that how you say it? I've heard DSM usually referring to uh the manual about like definitions and stuff within the BDSM community. No, no. There's been actually a very large growth of adult ABL stuff in it. Uh Oh. One second. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think I got into it right before everything started to blow up. Right. I, yeah, we, we, I feel like we could probably talk about that. Like, how did we, how did we get into this? Essentially, how did we become ABDL? And I think the very important thing is, how did we become part of the community? Oh, Yes. Because I think a lot of people who are into this, it's kind of like hardwired. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if you read like uh, back in the early days when I started joining and e even to today, 
I ask most baby furs or ABDLs how they got into it. And it's all, it's, it's usually a lot of the same stories. You know, I, I had a younger brother or younger sibling. It's like, I, you know, used to see their diapers or like, or, or like they used to watch uh TV and like they saw the, the, um, the baby care, like uh, either baby characters or the characters getting turned into babies. And they're like, ah, I have a very funny feeling right now. You know, and mine went. Mine was such a crazy thing. Uh, the first thing I remember that when I looked upon it, I said, "Okay, that was definitely a sign." Was actually, uh, I would the characters that were fat and sort of like the Looney Tune stuff that I'd watch because I was a huge cartoon fan. Uh, oh. The characters who were fat, I'd associate with. Well, babies are fat, and babies wear diapers. So I'd be oh. like waiting for that moment the whole time, the whole time of the show, just waiting for it. It's like, this guy's, this guy's going to be in a diaper. Yeah. And like, that was, that was sort of the, the thing that kind of started stuff. Really? That's, that's actually interesting. I know uh, for me, it was like, you know, you asked me, Hey Nate, what's, what's your favorite, what's your favorite cartoon? Or it's like, what, what's your favorite part of this? What's your favorite part of this cartoon? It's like, Oh, you know, I'd probably try to make something up, but in in the in the back of my brain, I was always just like, "Uh, it's the part where they got turned into babies." Uh, you know. I I blame this whole thing for the reason that I like Digimon entirely because oh, there yeah. was that one scene in the really bad American movie that's actually three movies tied together. That, oh like, yeah. They they the characters age regress, and that has stuck in my mind for my whole life. That movie is awful and trash. <laughs> and I still am very fond of that scene. Now I'm also very fond of Digimon and Hole. That's fine. Uh, so it's really kind of it's something that you probably start out with on some level. But there's yeah. other ways. Uh, I know that I so I can remember the first time that I started going to be part of the community. And what it was, was uh, I was in college and I was a very lame person who decided, well, really not who decided. It was I didn't have any fr real friends at home and staying at home seemed bad. So I took a summer job at my college within the college itself. And there was nobody on campus. Normal. No one stays on campus for summer unless they're in summer school. None of my friends were there. And I said, oh, well, I guess I'll just go to, I, I've heard about that, uh, that life and i said oh, i'll just kind of go and see if there's anything around me and there was actually the weekend i did this there was actually a little event set up for the area that i was in uh, and it I was, was at say. it was at a dungeon there for bdsm yes and i had to be vetted within the first week oh god of me entering the community to be in this in this dungeon in place yeah. And I'm glad that I found that place because that was the real, my real first step into it, into actually being part of a community. And it was really, really good. Uh, and then I think after that, I went to start joining Discord servers, kind of be around more. And it was kind of a, a breaking down of my social shell that I had created for myself from really just not being good at social skills. Yeah. So to me, it's like this stuff is kind of the reason for 
how I can stand to really be adult because it started it, like me being in this community started with uh, me literally taking the first step and taking a car out to the middle of some place that I don't know doing it. Now, don't do that, kids. Always have yeah. a always have a call. Like the reason I did that was because I was alone and I was stupid and brave, and I am a better sink or swim person than anything else. Well, I feel like a lot of uh, uh, this is this is an eighteen and up discussion, but I'm hope. But you know, obviously, there might be some y- even younger people or people who are new to the community. Um, I feel like they all kind of take those those shaky first steps. I remember uh, when I was in high school, uh, going to meet furries in the hopes I would meet a baby fur because, like, I I was more I was more baby than fur, I guess you would say, um, starting oh. out. And I, st- I still am. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I started the same way. I think that I, I know I got into furries due to other people because right. I wanted to get art of myself with them. So I ended up being this generic character. And I added a few details. Uh, and then I've kind of lived off that forever. Uh, but, you know, that's that's really how you start, right? Is you take that first step. And it is a scary first step but you get there and what we receive and the reason that we're even doing this podcast is that it is about the community you get from the amount of times i've seen something bad happen to somebody in this community and everybody kind of step up and be there for support is high the amount of times i've seen call out posts for people who are very toxic people and people going hey i understand that you had a bad time but like we're willing to give you another shot and then, then just fall through on it has also been high. Like it is really a, about the community and how the community very well self-regulates and tries to do it. And the people who are really toxic and bad, you find that they kind of wind up alone. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of a, it's I, 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 the first thing I think of is herd mentality, but it's more of, Everyone just seems to understand when someone in this community is bad, uh, you know, so they kind of just exclude them. Uh, you know, the, 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 the conservative media might call it cancel culture, but it's more, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's a way of, you know, social preservation or, or I don't know, I don't know about social preservation, but just the idea that, you know, people hold it, people try, people try to hold each other accountable in a sense, um, you know? Yeah. And it, it really is like a good community. And if you're, if you're new to a community, really, if you just need to start by following people on Twitter, do it. That's Post nice. comments every once in a while, like small steps, right? I know for me, when I started out in the community, actually was, uh, um, again, do as I say, not as I do. I started talking to people on DeviantArt around the age of uh, about 14, 13, 14, I would say. Uh, I would write, I used to write some stories, some poetry and stuff like that. And I kind of would find ABDL art and diaper art 
Uh, I found baby fur actually mostly through, I think mostly through deviant art. Cause the thing, the, the funny thing about me is especially me coming into this, into the community, I came into this with like a diaper fetish. So, you know, I always had that. I don't know if this is, I feel like this is kind of true for a lot of ABDLs, but like <laughs> you ever, you ever find a database with a search function, you want to find any query that has the word diaper. So I, I used to go on YouTube's like find diaper videos, like mostly like probably just commercials or just weird or people just doing funny things that involve diapers. Um, and then like in deviant art, especially I would, you know, find that's how you found baby for art. Uh, I believe one of the first artists I actually was very uh, enamored with was Tavy Monk uh, and Toddler Girl, or I guess as she's known now, Baby Star. Um, and then I, I st- actually started interacting with the other people in the real world uh, on Skype. I That's when I had, around like 14 or 15, I had my first daddy fur and I uh, had like a brother, little furry brother. Uh, I still kind of keep in touch with them, but not as often as I, I used to. Um, and then it just kind of, kind of grew from there. I, you know, I got a fur affinity, uh, when I was like 16, started getting art around that time. I was mostly free. Like I had a friend who was an artist and she was like, Hey, you know, you want me to draw you something? And I was like, Hey, you, you draw me a fursona. She was like, sure. And I was like, all right, well, you know what, uh, you want me to, what kind of animal you want? I was like, I'll take a panda. Cause I like pandas. And that's how my, that's how my persona started. And I just kind of ran with it. <laughs> no. And, and and that's really it. Right. Is that this is kind of a start of, of like, yeah, we have, we kind of didn't get to choose what we like. And we turned that into a community. We made yeah. these characters who like mine's just, a generic character that I built and yours was also, you know, spur of the moment. Hey, can you draw me this? And then we kind of, you kind of turn that into a good picture of yourself and you kind of make a community around this idea that we are somewhere. We both, we all kind of have wound up with this very rare interest and we don't want to be alone so let's be around good people. God. Yeah. That was the one thing that like was a huge driving factor that I felt like led me to do some dumb stuff, you know, talk to strange people and you know, all kinds of stuff back in the day. Cause I just, I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to find someone. I want to find a community where I belong. And I want to like meet people. But now, uh, nowadays I, I feel like I've got a pretty good, following at least online uh, in person it's a little harder these days because of you know the current world events going on with the the pandemic and everything but um this is recorded in the middle of a covid pandemic by the way uh you'll yes. hear about it in the history books and probably experience it in your real life yeah i'll be anxious to see how the history books write this one but it's before before that uh i was definitely I was definitely very active on FetLife. Like as soon as I turned 18, it's like, bam, I got a FetLife. And I started looking for munches. I started looking for groups. And, you know, you take those very nerve wracking uh, steps. Like you said, um, I would go to munches, went to munches in my area. Uh, 
you know, and then eventually, uh, I believe at one point I, I actually did go to a Littles event. It was a, it was at a dungeon. It was a Christmas party. It was so much fun. I had such a blast and I met all kinds of, I met all kinds of fun people. Uh, and you, you know, it, it's just a great feeling, you know, it's, it's a sense, it's like a fandom. It's, it is a fandom, you know, you're, you're searching for people who are very like-minded, uh, because a lot of people tend to not tend to look down on, on stuff like this, especially, um, and you know, it's, uh, it's just the way it's just the way of life for some people and and it's it's good to share that kind of experience and you know for some people especially it being abdl it's uh it's a way of uh it's a way of coping with with things it's a good coping mechanism mentally regressing acting like an infant or you know for some people especially in the community who are uh, trans that being able to relive the childhood that they never had because it was taken away by trauma and gender dysphoria and all kinds of other, other stuff as well. That I feel like is a good, that I feel like is especially a good point to hammer home about like, what is ABDL? Why are we ABDL? I don't believe I was, I don't believe I'm a part of that. I had a very good childhood. I don't really have much of much in the way of the, of the genders, uh, part of that at least, but I know a lot of people share that sentiment and you can probably talk to a lot of people about that and they will, they will probably say the same thing. Yeah. And really it can be a form of expression too. Uh, I think that it's a very, it's not something that people have kind of fully picked up yet. And that's because I think that there's also a lifestyle aspect to it. Uh, now, the lifestyle aspect of it, you're not going to understand it as much unless we also define what BDSM and the alternative, you know, kink scene is. And really, BDSM is kind of a nomenclature. Again, it's an acronym of words for, uh, what is it? Bondage, Bondum. dominance, sadism, and masochism. Or uh, in, some, in some areas, the S&M uh, differ. I believe yeah. there's like bondage, dominance, submission, and mastery. Or I, the the most common uh, the most common way to refer to it as is, is BDSM uh, is um, bondage, dominance, sadism, masochism. Uh, I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that is the common way of looking at it. Uh, but you know, for some people, it might just be big dogs surrounding me. You never know. Yeah, but the reason that it's we bring this up is that. To the people in that community, you've seen a lifestyle. The people who go to Folsom and who are in a strict relationship where there's a power dynamic and they're okay, and they're willing to be in that relationship and they want to be because it right. makes their life better. That it's, sort of all-encompassing life can also be, for some people, the same as ABDO. Because I know for me, there are certain parts of my gender or even my identity that I don't necessarily I can't necessarily express that with a normal you know adult look right uh, and certain things like 
I'm gonna sleep every night with you know a flushing pacifier because to me that's me. I have to do that. It's not something that I feel comfortable taking away because even when I wasn't doing it, when I was sleeping without a plushie, I would grab my pillow every night and wake up in the worst positions because I had moved the pillow and tossed and turned all night. And I just decided, well, if I'm just going to hurt my back doing this. I might as well have a good stuffed animal. Right. And I, uh, yeah. it translated even to my underwear choice uh, because I wear 24-7 because I don't feel comfortable with underwear and i never have uh i stopped wearing underwear before i started wearing diapers in fact yes uh i know a lot of there there's varying levels of wear for instance i usually i'm i i am actually uh it's it's interesting because i'm actually on the opposite end of the spectrum i usually only wear recreationally um whenever i have a chance um it's it's more of a it's kind of like i i always like to compare it to like drinking actually i do um I do pad up as they like to say pad up, meaning putting on a diaper when I drink. Cause you know, you usually tend to go to the bathroom a lot when you drink. Um, but I know, especially for people again, to go back to, to, uh, people in the trans community, um, they, a lot of them wear 24 seven or wear diapers because, uh, it's a good way to deal with dysphoria. There's nothing you can't tell what's between your legs if it's just a pile. If it's just a big fluffy or a big uh, poofy pair of underwear, there you can't tell. And it's what like, we're what we're know. saying is that the closest you can get to a null bulge is just wearing a diaper all the time. Well, yeah, that's null right, bulge. Like, yeah, null null bulge being like you ever take off a Ken doll or a Barbie doll. It's like there's nothing there. <laughs> what we're saying like that's just what it is and it's, you know we're not meaning to make fun of or be anything with that a lot of this is just you know how we've kind of experienced it and seen it uh and how we've looked at the community and saw uh, i've seen multiple people who say that uh they're not comfortable with the genitalia yeah and that this is a good way for them to combat it and that's all power to you at the end of the day Diapers are a choice of underwear. That's all they are. Never feel shame about it. Well, yeah. And honestly, I, I think the other thing that uh, a lot of people talk about, especially uh, when wearing 24-7 or wearing out in public, this is one of the one of the benefits, I would say. It's a strange it's it's a strange benefit, but it's a benefit of being ABDL is if you are wearing a diaper in public or if you're wearing a diaper at all more people in this day and age, especially would probably be more embarrassed that they saw it than you would knowing that, uh, that they saw you. And honestly, who is, who are you to judge people's underwear choices? And, you know, for all, you know, that they could be incontinent, which is another thing I, I like to briefly say is that like ABDL especially has done, I feel like some people could say that ABDL has done good stuff for the incontinence community because, you know, now you have, because, uh, adult babies usually like to have very stylishly printed diapers, uh, and a lot better diapers than normal, uh, medical brand or medical grade stuff. You, uh, you run into a lot of good choices for people with incontinence. 
And it's almost kind of like reassuring in some ways. We've been a market force for sure. Specifically, uh, I think the market force really started showing with Bambino. And then there was an old ABU that we don't talk about anymore. And now there's the new ABU, which we all acknowledge is probably the biggest diaper brand around for AVDL specialty diapers. Uh, and they started at the same time as Tykables. So Tykables and, and ABU really pushed for a grand, a, a grand change in what we see in diaper in the market. Uh, right. And I think the best example for this is uh, the Mega Max. Because as somebody who wears 24-7, let me tell you, after about 1,500 liters, milliliters, I think, there's no difference. There's no difference in capacity at that point. You can hold more, but more most people will not care because it's lasted we the eight hours that you need before a change. still want thicker. We want more. But when I, saw more. The, when I saw North Shore Care make the Mega Max, I knew how much we had an influence on the market and made it better because there was no reason for a medical supply company to make that diaper other than the fact that they were also appealing to us. Yeah, North Shore, please sponsor us. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe don't. Uh, sponsorships maybe. are for later. We're trying to, we're trying to get the good sponsorships. We're okay. trying to name drop the right people. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. What are we gonna? I, I can't think of anything. But like, aside from diapers, especially, there's, there's a lot of other, uh, great. There's a lot of other great uh, brands and and stuff that you know, as, as evolved around that, you know, people make a living off of, off of designing products or fashion, even, uh, for instance, you take a look at, uh, low kink boutique, very yes. good, very good, uh, outfits, onesies down under, uh, amazing quality, um, in onesies. And when I'm not, when I say onesie, I don't mean the hooded footy pajamas that you call a kigurumi. I'm talking crotch snap onesies that you see on babies, but for grown ass adults. <laughs> yeah, they, they hold the diaper up well. It's uh, yes. And, and they, also have really, they also have really cute patterns. Yeah, and these people actually interact with the community. And I'm I'm going to say how important that is for us. Because there is not a lot of communities where you can say when you can PM somebody who actually like who is actually almost on the ground same level as you and say hey I had a problem with my order or hey how much is this or do you ship here there's a lot of oftentimes in a community suppliers aren't part of the community as well and we are very benefited in having that in our community yeah there's because I've I've actually been to a con where Little Kink Boutique was Boutique was there, and oh. I've talked to them. Was that a was that a furry con or was that Capcon? It was Capcon. I went oh, one God. year. I went one year because I I wound up with in a in a weird situation where I was able to share a room with somebody who was local to me. Oh man! And uh, it made it made me to realize that I'm not a big baby. I'm not a big kid. <laughs> and that's the best way I can put it because when I was when I would look for things to make fun I would be underneath like the playground the, like the, the play gym 
yeah. the adult side play gym, and I would be chilling on our floor, just looking and listening to cartoons. I realize that I'm not an active or a big baby. I am very much a tiny one. Yeah, that's why that's why spelly size is the official unit of measurement for the actual size. It's a for the actual size of a child of a ABDL. Spelly size is the standard unit of measurement. The spelly size. This uh, this we get into some spelly lore. Oh no, that's just a fact of national measurements. I'm a definition. Oh, are you now? How yeah. how did you come by the name Spelly? That's what I want to know. So, <laughs> story. When time. I was a kid, I liked spellcasters, and then I also liked the idea of like the sneaky ninja sort of type. I made a mistake of being cringe, and I put those two together. <laughs> and this was in RuneScape. All right. Thought I was being smart. I was naming a class. Uh, this all changed eventually. Uh, I got, eventually, I kind of grew out of that. But when I was assigning my PSN one, you know, I'd already made, you know, mentally, I kind of already made that username association. So I just dropped the cringy part of it and just said, Speller. And I said, 19, because one and nine are at the end of the numbers. <laughs> Whoa! That's Welcome that's there. the reason it's nineteen. Is that one's on one end, nine's on the other one? Felt good. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's, that's that works for you. It's, so it became speller nineteen. I mean, that's this that's was our, to... this ended up actually biting me in the butt. Oh, uh, because when I jo- started joining Discord communities, I hadn't been doing text messaging a lot. So I hadn't learned how to spell. I have never learned how to spell very well. And sometimes, in fact, I'll be typing something and then delete it because I realize I can't spell this word and have to rephrase it. <laughs> so your name's your name's kind of like an I kind of like irony. Oh, uh, yes. Many times I've said I can't spell, and then somebody has said, but you're a speller. And I went, Oh no. Oh, <laughs> uh so that's how the name Spelly came up. Was it was eventually, eventually I kind of stopped using Speller nineteen within this community, and just started using Spelly. But because you always need some kind of number or something for an account, usually, uh, it became I've I've used Speller nineteen for all of my uh, usernames and stuff for it. Because you yeah. know you got you have a brand at some point. Yeah, it's the brand that's that's kind of how i came across my username currently because um if you follow me on twitter uh twitter.com slash fluffy nate if you want to follow for more uh please be 18 or older um <laughs> uh i was actually it's funny because my name is actually not nate my legal name is not nate the only way you have to know that um is through a blood ritual and uh several different trials uh that in which case i need to gain your trust but no yeah, it's a very dark ritual toss one black mana and you can see yeah, three Instance exactly three. so but um like i said yeah nate nate is not my real name i came up with that name my my story isn't exactly as as funny or or sorry not funny but just fun um but I when I was when I was on Skype, um, I I originally had like my first legal name, but then I had like some some other random last name. But then I decided to change that, uh, and I was thinking of like 
I wanted to be cute. I wanted to be like a cute baby. So I was like, what's a cute name? And I guess Nate just kind of stuck. So I've been kind of stuck with that ever since. I mean, it's the perfect size, right? You want four or five letters for a baby. Yeah, because you only can really count up to like four or five. I mean, um, what's number after two? You got me. I, you know, but uh, yeah, Nate. And it's also good because it's one syllable. You don't really need to mess around with that. Um, and then you get to make like a fake long name for when your caretaker is telling you you're in trouble. Yeah. Or what is it? Because uh, for a while on my Amazon wish list, um, I have my the address. My address name is just Fluffy Nathaniel, which is which I find is hilarious because it's it's funny. It's one thing if people call me Nate, but it's another thing when people call me Nathaniel because it's like that's not even my real name. Um, and then I I'm not sure where I got the Fluffy part. I just this is honestly Fluffy Nate has been a been a only been around for about two years. Uh, before Twitter, I was Whittle Nate. Is like W I D D L E dash Nate on Tumblr. I you could probably still find me there. I don't ever post there, but uh, you know, I was. I think um, Tumblr's. I think Tumblr's dead for our community. Yeah, but then before that, I had some long ass weird names like on for affinity. I'm like comment critic one ninety two. I'm not sure how I came up with that. I've had too many user. I, I go by way too many usernames and too many names, but like I thankfully been sticking with the fluffy nate brand any anything now is just fluffy nate that's all it is it's it's simple it gets to the point i'm nate and i'm fluffy what's good exactly like that's that's just it is that you kind of find a name and it kind of becomes your identity and that's fine uh you know you've you know you've gone far when your name online becomes the name you mentally call yourself god yeah i haven't been called my i have only a handful of people in the past year have called me by my by my actual name it's 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 quite an interesting uh it's an interesting experience i would say it relates a lot to uh how many people you interact with commonly call you by that name compared to everything else yeah exactly Uh, yeah it's it's an interesting experience, and I've just kind of hit that point now myself, where it's like, oh wait a minute, I'll catch myself like, oh wait a minute, that's not my name. You go to yeah, you go to your job interview. You're like, oh, what's your name? Uh, Spelly? Huh? huh? What? No, oh, no, parents, no. What kind of parents name their kids Spelly? I was destined to be a terrible speller. Right. <laughs> and it's like you know you don't go you don't go uh you don't go sky you don't go uh cliff jump cliff jumping with a guy named Cliff. Yeah. You don't steal cars with a guy named Rob. It's just, you know. But. I mean, Robert, Robert, go ahead and steal a car with that person. Robert is a trustworthy. Rob, though, Rob is a lying, backstabbing person. It's like uh, iCarly back in the day. They had, um, I know they had uh, that one character, Spencer. He had like some guy named Sako, but he always had Sako had a bunch of different friends and they all had different jobs. And usually the names revolved around the job. So they're like, Oh, I hired Sako's friends hired, uh, me to hired, uh, me to steal something. And I was like, Oh, thanks Rob. It's like the guy just is a crook. Yeah, no, exactly. Rob's are not trustworthy. Roberts though are very professional. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, let's like like me, Nate. I'm a gremlin, but Nathaniel. If I, it's you know, you ever meet a Nathaniel or a Nathan, that is is very trustworthy people. Exactly. Uh, and I think we're willing to die on that hill. I think that is the one hill we're willing to die on. Is what that? Is yeah, no, just don't trust people named Nate and and Rob. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm. I'm a pretty I, I feel like people could trust me. I swear someone someone in middle school is like, Nate, I trust you with my life. Like, you know, and that 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 gives me great joy, but also gives me instills a instills a lot of fear. Yes. <laughs> Especially in middle school, because we all know that scientifically middle school doesn't exist. Oh god. Middle school is middle school. All right, you know what? You know what? Um story time. Middle school was like TBDL Nate. Uh, me on a windows eight with windows like 95 computer at my grandma's house trying to look up like peach you in a diaper on deviant art and like constantly looking over my shoulder in the computer room and make sure my mom or my grandma wasn't walking in on me that is the authentic like budding abdl experience i could tell you right now yeah entirely uh i can explain i can agree with that sentiment uh, it was a very confusing year. Basically, middle school is the worst year of anybody of year worst years of anybody's life. Uh, second only to high school, and then any traumatic year, which really like middle school and traumatic year might actually like it's not. It is something that science needs to get on to the actual studies of man. Why do we? Why do we do this to people? Why do we middle school? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It's probably all made up by big, big, I can't think of anything. Big, big principle. Well, if you're in the United States, it's all made up by Texas because that's the biggest state. And therefore, that's where the textbooks come from. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that what they call them? Textbooks? No, they call them textbooks because they're textbooks. Oh, it's textbooks. I, I wasn't sure where to go with that joke. I'm sorry, folks. Sometimes it's not a joke and it's just a stream of consciousness that turns into a joke. That's just my life. Yeah, really, that's just all of our lives. It's why we're babies, because we just don't understand things. Yeah. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like we've, we've uh, wasted enough people's time. Uh, I feel like part of it's been that, but we haven't asked the real question. Oh, God. The real question is, what's your favorite animal? Ah. Uh. Dude, it's pandas. You gotta look at uh, like that's that's always uh, such a funny question because like involuntarily, I'm always just like pandas. But everyone, everyone has always given me like the worst facts about pandas. Like, oh, they can't procreate. They're just dumb or stupid or something like that. COVID nineteen has proved that's wrong. All right. Oh, they are scared because uh, I remember that the minute the pins after the. The pandemic started and, and China started closing down. There was a news story about pandas who hadn't made it in like 16 years or something long like that started going at it when nobody was around. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it, it's it's 100% a captivity problem of, and you apparently when you put animals in captivity a lot, they change their behaviors. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, not everyone's an exhibitionist. Yeah. You know, um, but that's good. That That's 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 good. Um, yeah, more my my, rel my fluffy relatives out there in the world. 
but uh, ultimately the the real question is what is your favorite animal uh that is a trick question because the answer is always puppy ah all things are puppies that uh, yes i feel like and they're all good boys yeah, I feel like we could have a whole episode about toddler taxonomy and the fact that everything is puppy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I... No, uh, it's actually not fox. I chose fox specifically because uh, the idea of being sly and cunning and stuff. Uh, I would say, like, Tyre is a close one. It's really the problem is the same problem when it comes to pick your favorite Pokemon. Well, there's 19 of those. So, like, which one do you want me to say? Uh, so it's just easier to say puppy. So you chose Fox. I, you chose Fox because you thought you were sl- you wanted to be sly and cunning. Oh yeah, no, I am all about that manipulation more than actually directly involving myself. Oh, I just I just thought you were a bottom. No, no. <laughs> That's the joke, folks. It's the you ever you ever you ever talk to a furry, and they say their fursona is a fox. Nine times out of ten, they're a bottom. Uh, exactly. The other, the other Many one mistakes of- were made. The other one out of ten is probably Spelly, or like the one guy I know whose persona is a fox that he keeps talking about him being a top. Yeah, no, I there are many problems with my online persona that were made by complete accident. <laughs> yeah, I I don't feel like I I chose pandas just because I liked pandas and it kind of stuck. After a while, I just kind of ran with it too because it it seemed poetic because. My mom liked penguins and my dad liked koalas. So it's like you kind of mix the two, especially. And also pandas are kind of a uh, pandas are kind of a uh, shoot. What's what's the word? I felt like pandas are kind of an analogy because they're black and white. I feel like I can be very black and white at times. Kind of one way or the other. All There's right. Like no in between sometimes. Yeah, I understand. Like, lines are really hard to get. Yeah, coloring's hard. Yeah. And that's really what you need to take away, is that uh, Nate's favorite animal is panda, mine's puppy, and coloring is just hard. Yeah, that's... If there's any... Like, folks, if you've been taking notes, uh, make sure you write that down. Yeah. Nate, panda, spelly, puppy, coloring hard. Everything's everything's hard when you're a baby. Yeah, no, exactly. So, well, I think that is what we have time for today. We'll try and get some more questions and topics. I know that I plan on bringing a guest next week in the form of, yeah, no, you got to bring your friends, specifically my stuffed animal. Oh, I see. Is it show and tell? It's show and tell next week? Listen, I think every episode after this, we're going to have to have at least one show and tell. Okay. And that means that if we have a guest on, you need to bring your favorite plushie and you need to tell us all about it because that's okay. all we care about. Wait, spe- spell it, spell it. Hold on a second. Show and tell. You want to do show and tell? This is a podcast. How are we going to show something when people are listening? Get good imaginations. I. Okay, you got me there. I mean, you know how it is the imagination of a child. Really, but, it's really just an excuse to tell you all the amazing lore behind Tanner. Yeah. So, you know, wait, Tanner, is that is that your stuffy? Yes. Bro, I don't even have names for my stuffies. I'm like such a, I am such a room temperature little. I I don't really I don't feel like like I I'm terrible. I have all my stuffies in a corner, and like I kind of every once in a while I'll cuddle them, 
I should probably do that more often. It's pretty good. They they like it. Yeah, that's that's what they're there for. That's what they yeah. do. So we'll try to get some more guests. We're gonna try and. Sp- I know that I want to try and spotlight some artists in the community. I'm going to talk to some of the people that I know. Uh, I'm going to reach out to some of the people that I don't know as well that might want to be interested in being part of the community. So, well, yeah, I feel like we, I feel like we gotta, gotta talk to a lot of other people in the community. That's kind of how it is. And so, and we'll probably have some tweet around here. You can find it on either my twitter or nate's twitter or some third twitter that we're going to make for this but we'll leave some we'll find some way for you to give us suggestions for show ideas because Uh, again we're at the community so that means you guys have to be part of it too yeah i definitely like to have a segment where we answer questions um just because it's good to have that kind of kind of interaction with people of being curious uh especially Uh, i feel like it would also be good to try and bring in uh, outsiders who are familiar, but like would like to know more. Uh, I like to call those kinds of people French vanillas because vanilla, of course, meaning the term of people that are not into BDSM. I always like to say French vanilla are the people that are not into BDSM, but are aware of it and are usually very supporting of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we can talk to a lot. We can get a lot of interesting viewpoints. Exactly. And I want to keep that going. So I think we're going to sign off. Nate, play us the outro that you're going to make up right now. Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I got whatever. That's, you know. All right. We got it. Good. Yeah. Set. That's it. Goodbye. 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 Bye, have a beautiful time.